takeover. The break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Hope. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the clover. Take What's up? What's up? Takeover podcast show. This your boy Superstar P in the house. I'm fl- I'm flying solo tonight. You know the other boys are doing what they do. It's the weekend, so I'm gonna give them a pass. But I got a special guest for y'all tonight, so I'm gonna let the guest introduce herself. Hey guys, Rocky Rocket in the building. Rocky Rocket, man, what's up with you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Just happy to be here. Real happy to be here. Thank you, Takeover, for having me on the show today. Man, no problem. No problem. You know, at the beginning, people kept saying, y'all have too many male guests on the show. Y'all don't never have females. So, so really, our last three out of four shows have been females. So we've we've improved in that category. Good. <laughs> yes, yeah. females are the... Where- we have, uh, especially black females, where where you have black magic, black girls rock uh, I, for real. Yeah, hey, I'm with that. I'm with that. So, um, the first I want to ask you, where did you get the name Rocky? Where did that come from? Oh man. Okay, so, um, I am really inspired by the name Rocky because. It reminds me, of course, the boxing movie for one. And that's how I live my life is, you know, I get knocked down sometimes, but I got to get right back up. And um, also by the same token, by me learning, I also coach people. So, yeah, that's where that comes from. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. So just tell the people exactly, you know, what do you do? You know, kind of who you are, a little background about yourself. Sure. Okay. So what I am is I actually made up a term somewhat for it. I, it's, I've never heard anyone use this term before, so I'm going to say it and I'll explain it to you. What Go I ahead. am is uh, I call myself a hip hop liaison. Okay. And basically what that is, is I found that a lot of upcoming music artists do not have a um, someone who has their best interest at heart on all aspects. OK, as far as their current career, as far as their future career, as far as what some of the best steps to take as an artist are. Um, or in some cases they have the talent, but really no knowledge on the industry and how it goes. Now, what I'm not though, is I'm not an expert on everything. So as a liaison, I navigate the waters in connecting you as a music artist to some of the better opportunities, um, as far as connecting with legends, as far as connecting with um, ways on having your music published, um, as far as ways on some of the photographers, videographers, producers that I actually know and trust myself, um, all of that. So that's, that's exactly what I do. Basically in a nutshell, I, I also blog, 
Um, I am vice president of King Me LLC, which is a management company. And um, School of Rocky is basically the name of, I guess, the, some people call it kind of A&R. Uh, I don't really like just leaving it under that title of A&R. Um, I like saying hip hop liaison because that means that I can do whatever I want. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't yeah. just, I'm not just required to hook people up with record labels, which in some cases isn't the best thing for them or just in general period. So, and also right. uh, I'm a marketing executive for solid art, which is um, a, an app. It's a music sharing app, uh, basically record label support app uh that's going to be released soon sometime this summer i believe wow that's a lot of hats yeah and i'm a mom <laughs> that's a, oh then you're a mom on top of that and i'm a mom on top of that man i'm surprised you found free time to even get on this podcast oh well you know like it, when you work all of the time which i do because i love what i do um it doesn't even matter it's like, right. hey, you know, like it, whenever the duty calls of what I need to do is what I hop when I hop on what I need to do. So it always takes first priority um, anything dealing in music and supporting this industry, because this is this is what I love. And so I'm going to keep going to make sure that artists are properly prepared. This is it's my calling. Right, right. So. um so what got you into the, the music game? Well, I, I actually wanted to be um, a music executive at a young age, a very, very, very young age. Um, I remember in elementary school, I would actually start looking at uh, things in the music industry, uh, careers in the music industry. And as I grew up, people kind of told me that... Um, kind of discouraged it somewhat, you know, like, uh -huh. okay, um, you're a female, uh, you're a black female, you know, on top of that. And they also told me that I, I couldn't make it happen from where I was. You know, I, I was born in Houston, born and raised in Houston. And um, I'm currently in Houston now. And the, the theory was that if I was to go to school, and go through their program for, you know, becoming um, a music industry professional, I would have to move to Atlanta or I'd have to move to California or New York and become an intern in hopes of getting a job and not being paid. And, you know, basically I was going to have to start off with money to do it and then possibly work my way up from there. So it just, uh, the reality of it was that, you know, it, as far as going to school for it, it was like, nah, you can't do that. But um, I was pulled back around because I went the logical route and uh, got a real job. Okay. I'm throwing up quotations, quote, quotation marks here. Um <laughs> I got a corporate America job. I was in management. I managed people. And um, in management, uh, I got a chance to get life experience and also make a steady paycheck. But I hated my life. <laughs> and I had to come <laughs> back home. I did. I, I, I had to come back where it mattered. So, yeah, that's. That's how I got into the industry is um, it was in me. But just like some of you music artists who are listening right now, people told me that it wasn't achievable. They tried to uh, sway me out of it uh, by telling me why it wasn't a good idea, why it wasn't possible. And I understand why, because they had my best interest at heart. But in actuality, I came right back around to it and making it happen. Okay. All right. Now, um, I know you located in Houston and like a lot of my favorite artists are in Houston, just growing up in that Texas culture, growing up in the, the screwed and chopped era and, 
you know, the era around 2005 when Texas was on top. Who are like some of the notable artists that you have worked with? Well, uh, in Houston, I started off working with uh, Low Trillinger, who actually is in East Coast, originally from the East Coast, uh, Texas, East part of Texas rapper. Um, he uh-huh. did a song called Hit and Never Miss with Pimp C. And uh, after that, I started working with Tank Law and Tank Law has uh, opened up for a lot of artists, including Jeezy. And um, he's released a lot of albums here. And as of recently, I actually have um, helped with the management team. I'm actually part of the management team for ESG who's a, uh-huh. a legend here in Houston, of course. Yes, he is. The leader of the SUC, the Screwed Up Click movement. So shout out to him. Yeah. Shout out to all of the artists who are listening, but especially shout out to him, Tank Law, and uh, Low Trillinger for giving me that first chance to, to really make a difference in the industry. That's crazy, man. We just got a picture with ESG at the Hip Hop yeah, Awards, too. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm sorry I missed you guys. <laughs> yeah. Were you there? No, I actually didn't get a chance to go. I had a prior engagement. But, um, but yeah, no, I definitely support everything that he's doing right now as far as bringing new artists in the game and kind of helping nurture. That's really how we connected. Um, is he has a son who's also a music artist and he understands the importance of making a difference. He understands that it's a new day and age. And um, like I said, that's how we connected is on the idea and the theory that we can do better than what we're doing right now. Like it's not, I could just say, oh yeah, I'm a manager. I'm, I'm in this, you know, like, this is what I do. But, you know, right. when you're in a, an industry who is uh, currently experiencing uh, corruption on different levels, it, it's not just OK for me to just say I'm part of this. I want to say that I made a difference in it. I want to go down in history <laughs> as one of the pioneers who actually saw what was wrong and um, made attempts to change it. Right. Man, what a, what an outstanding answer. Like, man, I've been listening to ESG since like 10th grade. Right. Like Ocean yeah. Ocean of Funk and Selling the South and all the gray tapes and all that. That's crazy. Yes. So when we got a chance to meet him at the hip hop, well, hey, man, we need a picture. Yes. So he, is, so he gave us a picture. Amazing. He really is an amazing uh, artist. And, and wait till you hear some of the new stuff that he's fixing to drop on you guys. Like, Oh man. Oh man. And he was and he was really cool. He talked to us for a little bit after the picture. And then, you know, I know he had to go on about his business, but no, man, he was a cool dude. So if if you don't do anything else, I, I sure gotta get an interview with ESG. <laughs> of course, of course. We got you on that. We got you. Oh. Oh man, that's like one of my favorite rappers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm talking about since yeah, the nineties. So. I will tell you, he has a lot to say. He has a lot of uh of pearls of wisdom to drop. And that's that's really been uh one of the amazing things about watching him develop into today's right. industry of social media. And hey guys, if you're listening, please go follow him at ESG World. He's hilarious. He will he make is. your day on a daily basis. I promise you that. He is. He is actually one of the bigger artists to first follow us. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. He always is looking for for people who are trying to pioneer and, and, and make a new way because you never know. Oh. Um. <laughs> Boy, I, just, I was just thinking about those memories, listening to those ESG CDs and stuff. <laughs> so, um, have you got it? Have you got a chance to work with like any other artists outside of Houston? You know, maybe like in Atlanta or something like that. Or 
Um, actually, no, I haven't. Not as of uh-huh. yet. Um, okay. I have not. Um, I actually, my first trip to Atlanta was not too long ago. Um, really? I went A3C weekend of last year. And uh, I went to Atlanta and I kind of got caught up in uh, a little bit of the the showcase circle as opposed to actually physically going to A3C, which is what I really wanted to do. So I'm making it a point to go and navigate those waters this year. We um, actually are working on putting together a panel for out there for this year as well. So hopefully all of that comes into play and I can be able to network with some of the people who are out there. Because I know back in the day, we were heavy together. We were Outkast and UGK and Pimp C, you know, like, yeah, we were we were working together. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I know you're working with ESG now. So who are some of the other rappers that you're currently working with right now? Uh, currently, you know, Low Trillinger, Tank Law, um, and there's a lot of, uh, so many other artists who I help on a daily basis. It's actually Uh too many to count because we, we have a group called the Hottest Texas Rappers. Now you have to follow me on Facebook at Rock, R-O-C-K, R-O-C-K-E-T-T, Rock Rocket is the first and last name to keep up with the name of the group because we're going to be changing it. But for right now, it's called the hottest Texas rappers group. And basically what this Facebook group is about is addressing some of the issues in the industry. Of course, right now it's just people posting. They're able to post their music videos to, uh, if they want me to take a look at it. Um, I've met and networked with a lot of music artists who are in there who, are making music, but they're really unsure of the next move in their career. So my idea is the Facebook group is uh, was created because Say Cheese TV actually came out with a list of who the top 20 Texas rappers were. And I didn't agree with everyone who was on that list. There was a lot. I think I seen that list yeah. and I was like, I'm like, man, y'all missing a lot of people that should be on here. A lot of people. Like, I could obviously, I could tell that they were from Dallas, and there's nothing wrong with that. They have the right to come out with their list. But the reason why I started the group is because um, I wanted to find out who the hottest Texas rappers are and should be. Um, So I created it kind of in spite of the list at first because I was like, you know what? We can do better than that. But it's turned into kind of a, a sounding board for music artists um, to kind of network and connect with producers, um, other videographers, photographers, other artists from all over because we have people from all over in the group. It's not just people from Texas. And also uh, Killa Kyleon actually dropped a Facebook Live in there a few days ago. So Killa Kyleon has been on the Facebook Live. Um, ESG has been in there on the Facebook Live. I've been on there in there on the Facebook Live. And we also have, um, I just brought on a uh, entertainment attorney who's going to go in there and kind of let you guys know on uh, the law, the legal side of business and entertainment, um, what you should be doing to cover your your ass, basically, <laughs> and make sure uh-huh. that you're covered on what you're trying to do as well. So, you know, like I said, I, I don't know everything, but uh, what I can do is I can rally a team together who is willing and open to helping you guys at um, at what you're trying to get used to doing uh, and helping you develop your craft, helping you get better at what you do um, and giving you pearls of wisdom to help out with that. So, yeah, I, and I had a a producer who came on there kind of said what his, his issues were in the industry too. So yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's, 
I really think that it's helping people. It really, really is. And um, my last two Facebook live uh, posts in the group have been about image and branding. And um, also, as of recently, kind of the the corruption of music showcases as far as in Houston is concerned. Uh, yeah, shout out to Killer Calion. He just dropped that. What's that Lorraine oh, Motel? Yes, Hotel. Yes, oh Hotel man. Lorraine. Yes. That, yes. Yeah, oh, I don't. Man. I don't messed it up. That's a nice album. If y'all ain't listened to that album yet, please go listen to it. Hey, at least go on Apple Music and stream it. If nothing <laughs> else, that is a really important yes. album. Yes, it really is. Killer Calion is one of the most well-respected rap artists right now as far as um his lyrics are concerned as far as oh yeah content are concerned and oh uh, another artist is uh don flamingo uh that i am kind of working with right now too don flamingo just got off a tour with the locks and okay uh, he is was recently signed to rock nation management so I'm kind of working with him. He's a, a New Orleans um, raised, born and raised uh, music artist. He actually just did a an, an interview um, on title with Angie Martinez, kind of taking her navigating the the streets of New Orleans. So shout out mm -hmm. to him too. Cool. I mean. I, I've been listening to a lot of Houston rappers lately, most of the newer ones. And it, it seems like the music of Houston has kind of changed. You know, it's going to change from the screwed and chop era mm -hmm. to like this whole new thing. And I'm not sure what the identity of Houston is right now. You know, how do you feel about that? About it seems like Houston starting to move away from the screwed and chop era. Well, to be honest with you, I wasn't really feeling that at all when it initially happened. Um, I felt actually prior to even meeting ESG that um, I felt like Houston didn't have its own sound anymore. Right, right. And yeah, that was a problem for me, especially somebody who kind of grew up in the, the screwed and chop era in Houston. Uh-huh. And seeing a lot of legends. Now, it wasn't until I met ESG that I kind of found out what the disassociation was. Um, I feel that part of the reason why um, Houston doesn't really have an identity as far as the sound is concerned is because um, we're very disconnected right now. Um Basically, what has happened is and what I've seen is the disconnect between a lot of the legends and the upcoming artists. A lot of the people didn't really take them under their wing like I feel that they could have and nurture the sound of Houston and help evolve the sound of Houston, therefore leaving it to the youth of Houston to create their own sound. And what are they going to do when it's up to them to create their own sound? They're going to go based off of what they hear and what they like, right? Right, right. So what we have is um, a, a house full of kids who had to learn to cook and clean for themselves and keep themselves fed with no parents. So, yeah, that's part of the reason why... Um, you know, no, we haven't really had the sound or our own original sound like back in the day is because I feel that um, a lot of the responsibility falls on the music industry professionals, the legends um, who really should have taken these artists and, and noticed their grind and without charge kind of taking them and help mold them and help mentor them into becoming better artists, better music artists. And, and that would start with them being better people too. So yeah, I, I, 
I we don't really have a sound right now, but hopefully that will change in the very, very, very near future. Yeah, I forgot what artist I was listening to. Um, my cousin was playing it, and then I like I, I could I thought he was from New York. I'm like, man, who is this? Like, man, he from Houston. Like, he is really? Yeah. You know, I just it, it was it was shocking to me. I mean, it it was a good song. But it was so shocking to me that I couldn't even tell that he was from Houston. That's how much the culture has changed. You used to put on a, a song. I could tell you in the first five seconds. Oh, that's a Houston record. Right. That's a Houston song. You know, you, you put on the Fat Pat song. You knew that was Houston. Well, you know. I don't care where you were. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that um, different people have different tastes in music. And right. Right. But, you know, the reality of it is, is that um, a movement, you can't have a movement without a steady sound. And uh, it has to start somewhere like we have to um, move together because there's strength in numbers. It can't just be one person who makes it out of Texas and makes this makes it this sound of course that happens you know travis scott is a good example of that okay yeah but at the same time that's not creating a movement that's because he was a good artist he was put in contact with the right people he had the right people around him and he just so happens to be from texas same thing with beyonce you know um, mm-hmm. we, we have that happen, but that doesn't create a movement. It doesn't create opportunities for artists in the future who are from your hometown. And there's really no way to look out for the next man. This is about you and your career only. Um, and the reason behind school of Rocky is to create a movement or a coalition and, and, uh, a brother sistership even, um, where we can actually collectively move as a whole while also looking for looking to help the people who are next up. Because what I found is music artists who are friends with other music artists, they, they don't want to be the only one. Like in some cases, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, that's not really helping your friends. That's not helping your people. That's not helping your community. So for me, the artists that I look forward to working with are artists who are really invested into um, the art of hip hop and growing as an individual because it's work and it's, it's hard work. It is. It is. And it's not just about you. It's about the respecting the craft, respecting the art, respecting the legend. And respecting respecting the community as well. So, right. Let me get a little background on how I found ran into Rocket Rocky. Um, I was in the the group of Texas hottest rap hottest Texas rappers, and then you know I'm just scrolling down, just taking a look, just seeing what new artists are out and everything. And then she was doing a Facebook live on branding. I'm like, hmm. Even though I'm a podcast, I was like, well, maybe I could take some of this advice of what she's talking about. I mean, Brandon is Brandon, you know, even though she was talking about in the artist sense. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm finna listen. Let me just see what she has to say. And she had a lot of very interesting points about Brandon, especially when you're a new artist trying to get yourself out there. So what I'm going to ask you to do, I mean, you ain't got to go over the whole spill again. Just for these new artists that are trying to come out, trying to establish their brand, just give them a little overview on what they need to be doing to expand their brand or just create their own brand. Right. Well, um, in branding yourself as an artist, one of the most major things that I made sure to mention is that you have to know yourself as an artist. And how do you know yourself as a music artist if you haven't experienced anything outside of your normal day to day within your street? 
area within the particular area that you live in. Um, there's a lot of people right now who are getting their image from online inspiration. Now, of course, an inspiration is an inspiration, but in branding yourself and your image as an artist, you have to take your job seriously. So the idea behind the School of Rocky and, and going into the image and the branding of yourself as an artist is for you to take the principles of a job that you've worked or, or a business, creating a business, because that's kind of what I know. I know business. So in taking this idea um, in one part of the Facebook Live, I compare McDonald's and going to McDonald's, waiting in line at McDonald's, and you pull up to the menu and uh, they say, hello, welcome to McDonald's. We no longer serve burgers. We now ch serve Chinese food. And in your mind, you were ready for a burger. But since you waited in line, you're like, OK, well, you know, chicken, fried rice, fine, whatever. I, I guess I'm here. I'm hungry. I only have a, a 15 minute break. Let me just hurry up and grab some and go. But when you pull off and you taste the food, you realize that um, it's OK Chinese food. But it's a little worse than Panda Express because McDonald's is known for burgers and fries. Right. They're not known for Chinese food. So in finding out who you are, you are going to help mold yourself more to your character, the character of who you are um, and not try to do something that you're not good at, like Chinese food. Like, for example, I'm hearing a lot of auto-tune right now. Too much auto-tune right now. And it's almost like people want to sing. They kind of, they get that about the Southern culture, okay? But throwing mm -hmm. auto-tune on it doesn't make it any better unless you really know what you're doing. Like you have to really, really, really study the art and the craft of auto-tune. Auto-tune is not something that that you just throw onto any song. Like you need to actually play with the idea of it. Um, another thing is throwing out un, unfinished products. That damages your brand too. So you have to really make sure that you're being careful in what you put out there. Try when you tested it, when you test theories, songs, ideas on your friends, always get their their input as fans, like honest input. And for me, I take more seriously the input from people who don't like what I'm doing than people who are like, yeah, I love what you're doing because right, right. It, that's the way that we grow. That's the way that you help yourself be get to the next level and and unless you're in this to try to get to the next level then you're going to wind up quitting because this this industry is not for the faint of heart so in branding yourself as an artist um you really need to separate yourself from your character and one of the examples that i also ask for people to do is and that i'm going to ask whoever's listening to this podcast show is to think of your favorite music artists and think of the top three reasons why they're your favorite music artists. And in those three things on you being a fan of that, that particular music artist, that is the reason why that music artist is successful because they're consistent. And if they change any one of those things, then they're going to be like the McDonald's menu that you just pulled up to that is now serving Chinese food. Like you have to find out what you're good at. You have to be consistent. And those music artists have people who make sure that they're being consistent. They don't just know to do that. They're, they rely heavily on people around them who are influencing them on sticking to what they're good at. 
So that starts off with changing your social media, change the way that you vent online. Like you don't see if, if one of your idols is future, you don't really see future doing a whole lot of venting online, a lot of threats online. You have to dress your social media for success and be prepared because you never know who's watching. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, I mean, with you being in the industry, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see like new inspiring artists make? Oh, social media is a huge one of them. I, I get as a music industry professional, I get approached with a lot of music. Okay. But if on your social media, if I click on your social media and it's a whole bunch of guns and drugs and uh, a lot of cussing, um, if it's a lot of threats, uh, if it's depressing, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to automatically in my head, before I even hear the song, create kind of a judgment in my own mind on who you are as a person. And a character because I can, because you put yourself out there like that. And uh, that's that's really a big one. That's that's the most major one right now is artist social media. To me, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. To me, it matters if if I'm able to see your evolution and how seriously you're taking yourself as an artist. Um, I'll know right off the bat if you're going to be combative about the way that uh, about some of the feedback that I have to give you um, as a music artist. So, yeah, social media is a huge one. People really need to take that seriously, because if you are a music artist who does many things, who has many jobs, then you should have very many social media um, avenues that that are separated. You shouldn't approach a music industry professional or a legend even if you don't have that together. Right. Social. I mean, people make such a fool out themselves on social media. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not oh. even an artist, and I'm like, oh lord. I'm like, really? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like some people, they don't mind it. Like that's just my right. preference. Um, I know that if I am um a music industry professional, and I am uh working with a music artist who tends to kind of fly off the wall on social media. I know that that that's going to be a big deal for me. I, I don't really, because I, I have to recommend this person to the next man. And I know that that next man is going to look at that social media and be like, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> like, what does this right. say about you? It's my image too. Now, <laughs> It's my exactly. Too. So yeah, yeah. Social media is a big one. Um, also, another one for me, uh, another big mistake is confusing being inspired by an artist with copying that artist. Um, legends don't really like you to copy off of them. People who have kind of gone in that lane and pioneered their own sound and kind of made it happen on their own. They don't really respect people who kind of come and, and, and bite their style exactly to a T like, okay, the world already has one of them. I'm not saying that right. you can't have an inspiration, but be creative, be creative. And not a lot of, I think, Right now, the biggest problem with music artists besides social media has really been not taking the time and in putting the energy into creating their character and their their image and their brand before they release a track. It's like, let me just hop on the track. 
I know. I know how to rap. I know how to put words together. Let me go ahead and hop in the booth. But they don't really have an image. They don't really have um, a character about themselves. They don't really know how they're going to do this. So they just go for it. And cool. Go for it. But still, just know that it's going to come back around. Because when you're successful and you're like 500 songs deep. And you don't really have an image or a character. You're going to tend to flip flop a lot if you don't know who you are as an artist and what you would do and what you wouldn't do. So what is the best advice that you would give to an artist that's coming out just trying to establish themselves? I mean, what's like maybe one or two of the biggest things? Um... For one, make sure you you brand yourself, your your image um, and your social media, of course. And also, don't forget that you are important. What I mean by that is what I've seen a lot is uh, a music artist will compare themselves to from where they are right now in their career to a person who has 5.5 million followers on Instagram, right? And they get discouraged. They get upset. They get down on themselves about it. And um, I would say Remember that you are important as an individual. You don't have to be exactly where the next man is because we're all we're all beginners at some point. So what you have to do is figure out who you are and what would you need to do to better yourself to get to the next level. Because if you're just doing it as a hobby, then fine, just do it as a hobby. But don't expect to be able to quit your job. Don't expect to um, to get on anyone else's platform that they've built for themselves and and think that it's just going to work like that because it doesn't. You have to be an, an individual and you have to be OK with starting from the beginning. And, and constantly getting that feedback and constantly evolving and innovating. And um, also, I'm going to add a third thing. Take care of your fans. If, you, if your only fan is your mom, take care of your mom. <laughs> you know, take care of mm -hmm. your fans. <laughs> because whether you have one or one million, those people will turn on you. <laughs> no lie. Yes. Yes, they will. They will. They will turn on you. So take care of your fans, man. So, yeah, your image, your brand, your social media, take care of your fans and, you know, like be an individual. Figure out who you are as a person. Don't let the industry tell you that. You figure it out for yourself and take yourself out of your own environment in order to do that, in order to make those changes and figure out who you are. Cause I can't tell you that I can't tell you who you are. I can only go based off of who you are right now, but um, I can't tell you what your brand is. And if I give you ideas, it wouldn't be authentic. It wouldn't be genuine to who you are. Cause all you would be doing is just, Oh, well, Rocky said that this may be hot. Let me change it to what Rocky is saying. Nah, don't do that. Cause it's the moment that you have to step out of character. You're going to feel unfulfilled. I promise you that. Oh, boy, that valuable, valuable information. Now, this would be the takeover podcast show if we didn't ask you about any kind of sports whatsoever. <laughs> so um, are you a basketball fan? I love the Houston Rockets. I am not steady into basketball as much as football anymore um but and it's only because I actually started off as basketball fan a, a basketball fan because 
um, it's quick. It's easy to catch on to. Football is a little bit more intricate. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, nah, not really so much anymore. But I love my Houston Rockets. Go Rockets. Hey, y'all playing the Spurs. What you think? <laughs> Yes, we got it. We got it. I know we got it. We got it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to give you something. I hate the Spurs. I'm a Mavericks fan personally. So I'm pulling for the Rockets. I can't stand the Spurs. Oh, yeah, we got it. it. It's no worries. No worries. We've been we've been on the edge for a while now. We've been on right. that edge. We've been so close so many times. And. I really think that they are right now that they have what it takes to go all the way. So now we talked a little bit before the podcast about the football team that you like. So I want you to tell the fans your football team and why, since you live in the state of Texas, Mm -hmm. why (laughs) do you like this football team that you chose? Okay. So it's who that nation all the way for me, guys. And the reason why I take that stance, okay, like I get a whole lot of flat for this for this uh, team choosing, okay? But uh, so you guys probably, I don't know, depending on where you're listening from and how much you know about Houston, then you know kind of um, we didn't have a team for a few years. Um, in Houston, in between when the Oilers became the Titans and we actually got the Texans, created the Texans for the Houston team. So, of course, during that time, there was really no football in Houston. Okay, so as far as um, the reason why I love the Saints, the reason why I picked up on the Saints was really a little bit before the Super Bowl, I had been keeping an eye on them. And when the Super Bowl happened, how the the city kind of came together in celebration. But what I really love about the Saints is more than anything, the community and how they support their fans and their love for uh, the team as a whole. I, I remember one time they were playing the Texans. Okay. So Houston, Houston fans, please don't be mad at me about this story, but this really has to do with the reason why I love the, the saints. Okay. So uh, Matt Schaub was a quarterback and he had actually thrown a pass that one of his teammates had missed. Okay. And you could see, see Matt Schaub walking off the field kind of like upset and angry. Now, Matt Schaub is no longer with the Houston Texans, of course, as you know, probably. But um, Drew Brees came on the field next play and literally threw a pass that his guy missed. And he made sure that he went over to him and told him it's okay. It's okay. We got this. Keep going. You know, like I could tell from the interaction on the field, of course, they weren't all in their mouths like that. But you could tell that he was trying to bring him back into the game. Like, hey, don't let that mess you over. We got a next play to keep running. So I've seen that a lot with uh, the Saints in general. They seem to be very, very close as a team. Um I think that a lot of that does have to do with Drew Brees overall, but I love New Orleans as a whole, really. New Orleans, their ability to make it through any kind of disaster with a smile on their face and still celebrating every day, every single day. It's a reason to celebrate life um, has been a reason why I love New Orleans and I love the New Orleans Saints. Um, really, I love them for that. Their teamwork, their community, um, and their closeness. I admire that about them. You know what, Rocky, that, that was a truly a inspirational story, even though you could have went to the Cowboys and kept some uh, Texas pride. But <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're... No, 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 no. I have an opposite story for the Cowboys. 
I, I'm gonna tell Sorry, you what, guys. No, it's you, none of that over here. You, you probably won over a lot of people tonight because I got a lot of Saints fans, and when they hear this interview, they're gonna <laughs> love you. Who did? So if you get flooded, so if you get flooded with a bunch of uh, friend requests, you hey, know why. Hey, well, whoever's making gumbo next time I'm down there, a uh, gumbo and a crawfish boil, y'all in my heart anyway. So I love y'all. Well, I tell you what, I I do crawfish boil. My wife makes some really good gumbo, so you got it made either way. Yay, that's awesome. I love gumbo, so yay. <laughs> you got it made either way. Either way, but, uh, I'm going to be taking care of fat full. Fat and full. <laughs> Man, this I have enjoyed this. I mean, is there anything you want to touch on before we wrap it up? Um, I just want to tell you guys to keep your head up, you know, don't, don't let your current situation and circumstances depict your outcome. You are better than that. You figure out how that you are worthy of more than what you are accepting right now. You're worthy of more, way more. I don't care who you are. Uh, superstar. <laughs> You are worth it. You are worth it. You are worthy. And when you start raising the bar for yourself and holding yourself accountable for going and getting more, then you will recognize that it, it's going to get easier. It's going to get a lot easier. And uh, that's what I really want for you guys to know is that you're worthy. You can do it. You can. You really, really can. Any shout outs to the homies and and all your people? <laughs> oh yeah. Shout big time shout out to uh ESG, of course. Uh shout out to Tank Law, shout out to Trillinger, shout out to um the attorney who's working with us right now, uh Kyra, Kyra Coffee. Uh, she's an entertainment attorney. You could find her in the group as well in case you need uh, legal advice. And Kay, Kay Venison, she is uh, one of the admins of the group. She manages Lyric, uh, who is a young artist. She was on um, uh, one of the reality shows. I believe it was called not the game but um yeah she's an upcoming music artist right now so shout out to her and uh shout out to everybody who's listening oh yeah and my brother of course my brother he um is one half of team rocket so yeah shout out to every huge shout out to everyone who's listening right now all right, all right. Yeah, shout out to ESG, Southside Still Holding. Southside Still Holding. Still <laughs> Holding. Go listen to that track if you haven't already. Yeah. As far as, far as our affiliates, uh, we got the Ian Gleason Show. We got uh, Put Your Own Game. And listen to us on Slaughterhouse.com every Friday at 530. Follow us on Instagram, the underscore takeover 903. Uh, give us a like on Facebook, the Takeover Podcast Show. And shout out to all my homies and the rest of the Takeover crew that took the night off and left me here, but that's oh, all right. Oh, I hate I missed them too. Tell them they're foul oh, for that. No, that's okay. We get them <laughs> next round. I mean, it's a, it's a Saturday night, so I, I give them a little bit of break. But right. those my boys. You know, that's my family, so I love them. Well, on but Instagram, a- I'm um, at official Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, R-O-C-K-E-T-T. I post very positive, inspirational, motivational um, posts on there and also pictures of kind of what is going on in the hip-hop community right now as far as the South is concerned. And a big shout-out to... Rocky, you can smell what the rock is cooking. Hey. Rocky, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Oh, I really. love this. I love what you guys are doing. We appreciate. It. We appreciate. It. This was fun. You made this interview real easy. <laughs> so <laughs> I like to talk. 
I love Hey, that's what makes that's what made interviews easy. Cause trust me, I've done some where I was like, man, I'm out of questions. I better just make up some stuff. <laughs> no, I love what I do and I love to talk about what I do. So thank you guys so much for having me on the show. Thank you for reaching out to me and having me on your platform, on your show. And thank you followers for taking this 45, 50 minutes to listen to this show. Um, but we got through it together and I'm with you guys. If you ever want to come through uh, the hottest Texas, hottest Texas rappers group on Facebook Live, we're going to make sure that we always keep knowledge in you guys ear about what is going on as far as the industry and how to get better as a music artist. Alrighty. So this is what we're going to do. Since we normally um, feature our uh, artist song at the end of the show. We're going to feature ESG tonight, Southside Still Holding. Yeah. Already. Play that. So, from myself and Rocky, we finna wrap this up. We are out of here. Hey, adios. Ill Faded made the beat. Man, no. No matter where you're rolling, how much cash that you're falling.
that shit running. Just make sure you tell the nigga. Shout out, third world. Shout wish. Dead end, ain't live. Everywhere. Shout east, what's up, they say?